the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along. The Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, thanks for being here. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, thanks for being here. I mean, Yesterday, is, you were solo. It, so. is, it is my job. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. What if mm-hmm. you didn't show up? That would be sad, wouldn't the heck's it? going on? They Christy, know. I want to thank you for showing up today. You're welcome. Thank okay. you all. Thanks really for being happy here. that Christy showed up. Also, John, thank you for showing up. Well, it's my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying, right? Yeah, you don't. You don't really. know. I need someone to talk to. It's you, right? So and, thanks for being here. Otherwise, you know I'm what? talking to myself. Or Christy and I are just. I'm very excited to be that person that you have to talk to. Excellent. That's well. kind of sad, isn't it? No, no. It could no, be a look, lot worse. So my husband and I uh, were out on Sunday night. We went to visit a uh, local church. <laughs> okay. Why are you laughing? <laughs> it sounds very mysterious. Well, a, we went to visit Eternal City church. church in Wilkinsburg. I said Eddie. You, said Eddie. Uh-huh. I Eddie saw Eddie Chris's on church. Sunday. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. You, he, was, he was at your church Sunday morning, and I was yeah. at his church Sunday night. What the, the heck? Anyway, um, so... As we were, you know, as he was introducing, because I've never been to this church before, he he was introducing my husband and I to all these people. He was like, well, you you know, you know, the John and Kathy show. And everybody was like, was very kind. And they were like, oh, yeah, of course. And he's like, this is Kathy. And then my husband would say, I'm not John. (laughs) He said it like 13 times. I'm not John. Nobody, nobody. Everybody was like, like, oh, you must say that a lot. He's like, all the time he's a much much better man than i that's am. not it's true it's true that's not true you're different people yeah. anyway it was very funny i'm not john i'm not he's uh, like he said the next time we go out to a different church he's wearing a shirt <laughs> and the shirt's going to say i'm not john. well thank you <laughs> thanks for that eric moment there. yeah isn't that funny the heck yeah that's the way it is john. hey what a weird day uh because it's flag day flag day is kind of strange isn't it why is flag day strange because i've not seen a lot of flags on flag day no i haven't either have you well i i think flag, and usually i come on it i think flag day is not no well known or <laughs> i was gonna say or well observed yeah. either one i, I don't think I, I have a flag song do you know the flag song you're a grand exactly. old flag you're a high how often do you hear flag? that song I don't know, but that's a favorite. When I when my kids were little, oh, we sang they that. They loved that song. We used to march around the house singing that sure. and waving flags. Right when right? when I would put my younger daughter to bed, mm-hmm. she'd say, "Mommy, grand flag." <laughs> You're the it. emblem of the, the land I love. Yeah, the home of the free and the brave. Exactly. What did Christy? I mean, do you know that song? I do know that song. How okay. do you know that song? I don't know. School. Okay, good. School, really? Because every heart beats true for the red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. And then what's the next line? Where there's never a boast or brag. I n- don't know that line. I always kind of like mumble past that. But should all acquaintance be, be forgot, forgot? Keep your eye on the grand old flag. Fair I'm enough. not sure why New Year's comes in there. I'm not sure it's about New Year's. Yeah, I, d- I don't. Can I don't you find understand. a recording of that? I don't is understand it? why that happens. I mean, is there something like that? 
should all the quaintance be for all of a sudden Guy Lombardo makes Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, why, this... why is that in the middle of the flag song? Yeah. Well, you know, like, I didn't realize it was Flag Day until later. And I thought, had I known, I would have put my flag out. Right. On the porch. Yeah. I don't even. Oh, yeah, I do. I was going to say, I don't know where my flag is, but I do. Because we were under construction and I, I had to. It's in the pod. The, the, was it in, the, it's pod? in the, pod. the pod? No, but it was in this particular bit of furniture that I sold. Yeah. Isn't it weird to sort of, you know, put your flag. Like, I know exactly where my flag is. Yeah. Right. But it is kind of things like there's a special place for it or something. Or is there? I mean, do, do you observe all the flag etiquette? Like you're supposed to no, take it not, down not, before no. dark? Mm. Or it's never supposed to hit the ground? Well, the only reason I take it down before dark is because I don't want to wake up the next morning. My neighbors go, what's up with that dead beat? Take yeah. your flag down. No. So like, when, it, when did I have it up? Um, Memorial Day. Okay. I had it up, and I was on the porch, because it's kind of tricky to hang the flag on my porch. Well, it is on my porch, too. I stand yeah. on the railing. Yeah, which is dangerous. And fully extended. I've got these little hooks up there. My wife's always like, you're going to kill yourself. Right. But I want to be patriotic. Right. You know how I have to hang it sideways on I do my too. front porch? Yeah, me too. Okay. Same do thing. You, you know you're supposed to hang it backwards. Now, I often wonder about that. You, you are. That's actual etiquette. You're supposed to hang it. So, hang it backwards. Yeah. So, what, so, so the, facing out when other people would see it, it's mm-hmm. kind of difficult because the you blue field. because our porch, you and I would be looking at the good side, right. basically. But you're supposed to kind of be ha- hang it backwards. So the blue field is on the left-hand it's side? It's on the right side. On the right-hand side? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I've been doing it yeah. wrong. <laughs> and I, on my Wait, street- is that right? No. It's supposed to be on the left side. Oh, then I'm doing Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be on the left side. But seriously, on your street, I mean, I hang it on Memorial Day. I hang it on the 4th of July, pretty much the only two days. Yeah. D- do you notice? I, guess you sh- I, I, I didn't even know it was Flag Day until I looked at the calendar at 10 this morning and saw that it was Brought Flag it up, Day. Right. And of course, no. Yeah. Do you have that? Yeah. There it is. Oh. Who doesn't like a fanfare? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's the kids that are singing, Christy. That's what I found. I like it. It's good. Who's singing? Bunch of kids. Okay. The Mormon Tabernacle. What? Kids. <laughs> they sound. I hate to say this. Let's look at there we go. Who's that? Is that Mike? Mike, he has a flag shirt on today. Of course he does. Boop, boop, boop. See, it did say old acquaintance, but you forgot. Yep. Guy Lombardo didn't show up. Mm. Anyway, happy Flag Day to mm-hmm. you. More about that later? Yeah. Maybe? Maybe. Facts about the flag. We'll, we'll see if we can get it in. All right. Anyway, new stories for the day. Yeah. Big day. Big day. It is day. a big day. Boy, hey, he remembered, Christy. That's a good sign. Very nice. Well, I took a day off. I had to rest <laughs> my brain a little bit. Sure. Without further ado, guys, please mm-hmm. give us the top four at four. For Tuesday, John, mm. April 26th. Flag Day. 2022. It is like the number one. By a wide bipartisan margin, the House approved a bill today to bolster security for Supreme Court justices and their families. There you go. There Thank you go. Goodness. Uh, of course, that took on added urgency after a man armed with a knife and handgun was arrested last week outside the home of Brett Kavanaugh. The bill passed the House by a vote of 396 to 27. That mm. is great news. Now heads to President Excellent. Biden's desk for a signature, crafted by Senators John Cornyn, a Republican of Texas, and Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware. That's mm. what I like. What to do you hear. think? It'd be like a little Supreme Court cul de sac 
We'll all be like living next to each other in a secure area. In a facility with like in a gated community. Right, cordoned off with drones overhead. Yeah, that's sad. In addition to the arrest and threats directed at Kavanaugh, demonstrators have also gathered outside the homes of several other justices, including Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Mm, Great. Number two. Those wild heroes. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell announced today he supports the framework agreement for a gun reform plan announced by a bipartisan group of senators over the weekend. A group of 20 senators, led by Democratic Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut and Republican Senator John Cornyn of Texas, announced that they reached consensus on the key consensus on the key priorities of a deal to reform the nation's gun laws. Now, negotiators are still working, John, to finalize the text of the legislation, but 10 GOP senators did sign on to the framework, ensuring it could overcome a filibuster if all 50 Democrats back the plan and the Republicans maintain their support. The agreement would provide incentives for states to pass so-called red flag laws, boost mental health resources, provide funding for school safety resources, and clarify the definition of a federally licensed firearms dealer. Good news. Yeah. We'll take whatever little steps we can get. Number three. UPMC said today locally that its $1.5 billion project to build a 17-story hospital in Oakland mm. is the largest healthcare construction project going on in Pennsylvania and the largest in Pittsburgh's history. Mm. Now, this is going to be a behemoth. It will block out the sun. Yep, on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. 636 beds. It's at Fifth Avenue in DeSoto. If you know Oakland, this is where the Children's Hospital used to be and where we've had a nice bit of green space for the last couple of years. Very pretty. Not not for long because we're going to have um, a uh, 290,000 square feet of glass. They're going to chop down those little trees. Yes, they are. Right. Yes, they are. Apparently, the facility will focus on specialty care, including transplants, cardiology, and cardiac surgery, and neurology and neurosurgery expected to open 2026. And number four, Meg Burkhart, an attorney, mother of five and grandmother of one, was hiking on Saturday and on her way home decided to stop off at North Park to see if she could get in on a pickleball game. I'll tell you more in a minute, but that's your top four at four. Wait, wait, you get like a pickleball cliffhanger? Meg Burkhart saw two guys playing and one sitting on the bench, so she went over John and asked if they'd like to play doubles. Mm -hmm. They agreed. She was only slightly disappointed when she found out that only one of them had ever played pickleball before, Mm. because Meg's a serious pickleballer. So she was hoping for a better group. But once they started, she said she was pleasantly surprised how quickly they caught on. Within 15 minutes, a crowd started to form, and she couldn't figure out why people were so interested in her pickleball game. It turns out Meg was playing with T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Not a big NFL fan herself, Meg had no idea that she was playing with Steelers or professional athletes, but said later that she noticed that they were fit. (laughs) And she was about to ask them how they all knew each other. (laughs) So world-class athletes. So I can't remember feeling nervous. She said, I remember I wanted to win, and she did. The final match was tied 9-9 before she was victorious 11-9. Her daughter Natalie tweeted later, my mom whooped some Steelers in pickleball today, LOL. I love that. It's a great story. TJ Watt even retweeted it and said, Meg was serving the heat. We had trouble all day. <laughs> Fabulous. What's the deal? Why, why did those three guys show up? You know, let's play some pickleball. They had just finished OTAs. Okay. And so they were just hanging. They had some time and they thought, so TJ Watt had played pickleball once. The other two had never played, I guess. And so he was like, oh, I could, we could go out and try this. And But 
they could only play two at a time. Yeah. And that's why I think I think it was Minka who was sitting on the uh, bench and she came up and saved them. Let's go. Let's play some ball. <laughs> it's a great story. <laughs> only in Pittsburgh, probably. Exactly. Right? Yeah, Lawrenceville's just... proud today. Very nice. Okay, we'll take a quick break on this flag day. We come back. Hospitals and hospitality mm-hmm. from a Christian perspective. That's next. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's 101.5 Word FM, WORD, The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes updates. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes updates, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Oh, my papa, to me you are so wonderful. Oh, my papa, to me you are so good. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. I'm a little biased, but I think we five minor kids got the best dad around. Let's celebrate those special men in our lives with a Springhouse Father's Day steak fry and chicken barbecue. My brother Sam and his boys will crank up the barbecue pit outside and grill the chicken quarters and the New York strip steaks with our special Father's Day marinade. Come hungry for all the fixins to go with your steak or chicken hot off the pit. Top off the meal with a brownie or blondie, something to suit every dad's taste or any of our other sweet creations. Of course, every dad is treated to a Springhouse ice cream cone and we'll have live music all day too. Visit the calves out in the play area and plan to have a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Original Mattress Factory customers understand the value of buying local. Because we hand-build our products in our local factory, our customers can see exactly how their mattress is made. They can see and feel the difference in quality for themselves. Original Mattress Factory customers know that they'll be treated like a neighbor in our stores. They can rest assured that their dollar is going further thanks to our factory direct value. And their purchase supports their community. Visit an OMF location today to experience the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. One of the fascinating things about the Christian church is over the thousands of years it's been in existence, it's adapted, it's changed, more from one situation to another, but always, I believe, at its central core are the teachings of Jesus. And so uh, uh, during these last couple of years, of course, during COVID, the church has had to withdraw in some respects, but also grow in other respects. 
Well, Clarissa Mall is with us. She's been a guest on our show over the years. She's the author of Beyond the Darkness, A Gentle Guide for Living with Grief and Thriving After Loss. And she wrote a piece at CT about churches putting the hospital back in hospitality. Clarissa, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me, John. Clarissa, it's hard to think of how we could have done, all of us could have done COVID better. Um, because yeah. there's so many things that if we could have a do-over, we would. Um, one of the things, though, that it, that really weighs on me, um, because my parents both passed away uh, within a year right before COVID, and I think about how many people suffered through the death of a family member, the suffering of a family member, you know, not being able to be in the hospital with a family member or in a nursing home or whatever it is, and um because churches were also closed, I think a lot of those people probably suffered in their own personal hell without the support of family and friends. Um, and I'm sure, at least based on reading this article, you've thought of the same thing. Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, we recently hit that one million mark of one million uh, folks who have passed away in the United States because of COVID. And uh, research shows us that one each one of those deaths yields nine grieving family members. Uh, and so we've got a lot of people who are hurting, a lot of people who, because of pandemic restrictions, have had their grief process really truncated over the last two years. Uh, they haven't been able to play out some of those rituals and rhythms that are so much accustomed uh, for for folks as they grieve the loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Talk to us, Clarissa. Tell us the story about Jan Walm, who you, you pull out in your article. Yes. Uh, Jan is, is one of those. Uh, it, she um, was at home as her husband was declining in hospice. Uh, he was restricted from visitors, so she couldn't go to see him frequently. And, and here she had cared for him for many years as uh, dementia slowly was um, you know, pulling him away from her. And uh, this end that she had known would be inevitable was obviously going to look very different than she had anticipated. Uh, in the end, she was able, through the gracious care of hospice volunteers and staff, to be able to be with him in his final moments. Um, but that intimacy that she had longed for in the days before his death was just something she wasn't going to be able to experience. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when she went back to church after his death, there was that lack of intimacy as well, uh, social distancing and uh, virtual online church that didn't afford the kind of personal care and hands-on kind of support that she really needed after he died. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I mean, that's the, the the big thing. One of the beautiful things about the local church is if you've been a member, whether you've been a member for a few months or for 50 years, that personal intimacy is there within the pews before, during, and after, after worship services. So with that in mind, uh, Melissa, Clarissa, you talk about Stephen Ministries, which has been around since 1975. In many ways, this is the core of their work to be the hospital with inside the church. That's right. Yeah, um, parachurch ministries have been doing this good work for many years. Stephen Ministries, uh, Grief Share is another one that has been providing support within congregations. And uh, these folks know how to do it well. They are our frontline uh, leaders, lay leaders, and servants when it comes to caring for people in grief. The only thing is that for many years they've been a niche ministry. They've been caring for the few, and now over the last two years they've been really called forth to care for many, many more people than they were before, uh, requiring churches to mobilize, to pull in new leaders, to 
train more folks to be compassionate listeners, uh, to learn to come alongside people who are carrying very deep suffering. Interesting. So what does that look like? Stephen Ministries or Grief Share Ministries, uh, thousands of churches across the country. When you would show up at a local congregation and one of those two ministries are there, how does that work? So Grief Share offers support groups. Uh, you can attend a Grief Share support group if you've lost a loved one. Whether or not you attend the church, uh, it's open to the community. And uh, those support groups, of course, had to pivot quickly to being online. And Grief Share was amazing to provide new resources for leaders to be able to enhance that connection that folks were deeply needing uh, as they pivoted to online um, support groups. And Stephen Ministries offers one-to-one care. So that's a little bit different because you get the intimacy of a one-to-one relationship between a caregiver and a care recipient. And so in those cases, there are lay leaders who are trained within congregations to connect on a on a one-to-one basis with people who are hurting. They're trained in... Uh, loss and reflective listening, they're trained in confidentiality, and these are all just volunteers from church communities who want to care deeply for others. And, you know, Stephen Ministries is in over 13,000 congregations uh, worldwide now, so a huge ministry. Uh, Group Share experienced a 33% increase in in requests for their programming uh, as a result of the pandemic, so there's certainly a significant amount of growth that we're seeing Churches are saying, we we know you're good at this. We want to be in on this. We want to get good at this. Can you teach us how? Interesting. So you hear this story a lot, right? Um, uh, say a couple's been married and one of the partners dies. And then there's, you know, all this activity about planning the funeral and going through the, the process of the funeral. And then when the funeral is over, that day the funeral is over, the widow or the widower goes home. Uh, oftentimes an elderly person closes the front door to their house and then they're alone. The rest of the world sort of fades away. And, and so these ministries in some ways, they take up that call to, to avoid isolation, to let people that know that they're not alone and to have resources, spiritual, psychological for people who are in those grieving f- phases. Now, Clarissa, your story, you've talked to us about this in the past. Your husband, Rob Mall, was a guest on our show for many years, died tragically in an accident at a very young age. This is something that's replicated in your own life. Yes, it certainly is. And, uh, you know, I had a Stephen minister who came alongside of me in the first year after my husband's death to provide that support. Uh, Stephen Ministries likes to call themselves the after people. They show up after others have left, after the casseroles are done, after the cards stop arriving in your mailbox. And um, and the same thing goes for Grief Share Ministries as well. You know, I know folks, uh, bereaved folks who have taken grief support courses over and over again, two, three times, because they find them so enriching. Mm. Uh, they, they, they build up their resources of resilience, offering people the support they need to be real about where they're at, and also point their feet toward hope. Clarissa, what did the person who was from the Stevens Ministry who came alongside you, what did they do? Uh, they connected regularly with me. They sent me materials that would be helpful as I uh, process that first year of grief. Uh, Stephen Ministries has a lot of amazing uh, paper resources. And so I'd get those in the mail. I'd get regular texts and check-ins. Mm. And my Stephen Ministry uh, companion was long distance. But 
the amazing thing is that churches offer this as one-to-one local support. Mm. And of course, now as we move beyond some of that pandemic restriction, we're starting to see these kinds of groups go back into being in person, which is where the real intimacy and and healing is going to happen for folks. When you can take a walk with your Stephen minister for an hour once a week and talk confidentially about you know, what's going on in your life and pray together and uh, chart a course forward. So I love that even though these ministries are well equipped to do their work remotely, uh, we're getting to a place again now where we can offer those services to people, you know, face to face. Great. So, Clarissa, this is not psychological counseling. This is more a brother or sister in Christ who is there for you. That is right. Yeah. Both, uh, most parachurch ministries, uh, they make a, a really clear distinction that, uh, this is not a replacement for, uh, therapy or counseling. It's not a, re- uh, a replacement for professional guidance. This is really, uh, a scripturally oriented, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, so we're seeing people who are taking up that call to bear with one another in love, to, carry each other's burdens. And, um, you know, I think of that verse, the threefold cord is, uh, is strong. It's not going to be broken. And, and this is what we see in those ministries, a real acting out of uh, that gospel truth. Well, it's just a really wonderful thing. Um, and so we just, Clarissa, I want to thank you for being with us again today for all the good work that you're doing and for introducing us to this. It's so important for people to hear. Thanks so much for having me, Kathy. Our pleasure. Clarissa Mole, she's the author of Beyond the Darkness, A Gentle Guide for Living with Grief and Thriving After Loss. Clarissa also co-hosts Christianity Today's Surprise by Grief podcast. Clarissa Mole. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now, this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy. Made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. 
Made also with quality leather suede, these are my pillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code WORD. Now, the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Heat advisory in effect late tomorrow morning through late tomorrow evening. For tonight, partly cloudy, warm and humid, low 69. Clouds and sun tomorrow, hot and humid, a thunderstorm in parts of the area, high 92. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, warm and humid, a stray thunderstorm, low 74. Clouds and sun Thursday with a thunderstorm, very warm. Storms can bring hail and damaging winds, the high 88. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. An Asian elephant named Happy that has been at the Bronx Zoo. An Asian elephant? Asian. Oh. An Asian elephant. Got it. Named Happy has been at the Bronx Zoo, living there for 40 years, will remain there after New York's highest court ruled today that Happy is not a person in a legal sense and therefore not entitled to a fundamental human right. By a vote of five to two, the Court of Appeals rejected an animal advocacy's organization's argument that Happy was being illegally detained at the zoo and should be transferred to a more natural environment. The dispute hinged on whether the cornerstone legal principles of habeas corpus, which people assert to protect their bodily liberty and to contest illegal confinement, should be extended to autonomous, cognitively complex animals like elephants. But the court has said no. Quote, while no one disputes the impressive capabilities of elephants, elephants, we reject the petitioner's arguments that it is entitled to seek the remedy of habeas corpus on Happy's behalf. Janet DeFiori, the chief judge, wrote, quote, habeas corpus is procedural vehicle intended to secure the liberty rights of human beings who are unlawfully restrained, not non-human animals. But it was five to two, so there is a dissenting opinion about this as well. The case appeared to be the first examining whether an animal is worthy of so-called personhood to reach so a higher court in the English-speaking world. Let's talk about it, John. First of all, his name. Happy. Maybe. maybe 40 years. Maybe. We don't know. 40. Okay. So what? where are they going to put Happy? Uh, there's a ton of sanctuaries okay. all over the world. Okay. Great. Happy's been in the same place for 40 years. Do you think so? If a person lives in the same house for 40 years and someone from the outside comes up and says, you know what? You live in a horrible house. We're going to put you in a better house. That person is probably like, leave me alone. I like my house. The Bronx Zoo? Meh. I've never been to the Bronx Zoo. Meh. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm not saying, look, you know how I feel about this. Really? I mean, I'm not like Mr. Zoo here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
zoos have their place, but an animal needs some room to roam. Sure. So I would appreciate if the animal, the zoo, had provided more space. That's all. I agree. I think that Happy should have as much space as possible. However, uprooting Happy at this late at stage. Who does... knows? He might have like a ton of roommates. I mean, all of a sudden there's like he's around 15 other elephants. Does That'd be kind of cool. Does he have no elephants? I have in no his idea. I, have no, I don't. I do we not didn't know do that. very much of a deep dive into Happy's condition, I do not did know. you? No. I but you're not. advocating for his release? I'm saying uh-huh. animals need more space. Okay. Like that dang bird in the aviary. Oh my gosh, Kodiak. Kodiak. That poor thing. Kodiak, the stellar sea eagle. I'm, I'm going to have bumper stickers made. Free Are Kodiak. you really? I think Kodiak is happy as a clam. Mm-hmm. That's why they had to catch him with you a know, net. If, okay, that's all I'm saying. Listen, he ju- he was he, he was trying to mm-hmm. probably find his way back. Listen, I'm not some at crazy that point when he was animal. In Pine Township. I'm not a crazy animal rights advocate, mm-hmm. but you want to treat animals well. You think the people at the aviary aren't treating Kodiak, the stellar sea eagle, well? He's not flying around like he's meant to do. <laughs> That's not treating him well. Listen, if you put if you put Mr. Uh, happy, the elephant, just say, just you know, happy. go out, live your best life. Well, he's been living in that place for all of that time. He thinks that is his best life. Yeah. So I think introducing him to like, what, are you going to take him out to the savannah? I don't know. I'm just saying. Say hi. I hope you do well. I, Finding your food, being part of a herd. I mean, personhood on an elephant, I get that. That's wackadoodle. Yeah. But you want to treat animals as... They're very intelligent animals. Could we come up with a habe- something that sounds like habeas corpus is Latin if it has like the word elephant in it? <laughs> I, I just feel bad for the animals stuck there. Yeah. That's all. Uh-huh. Right? I do too. I mean, your cat's in your house? Yeah. That's fine. Do you feel bad for my cats? No. Is that what you're the saying? The elephant? No, because, you know, what do they know? They're little, they're little animals. The elephant? I treat them Give me some well. acreage. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan! That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. This is Greg Trusinski from the Original Mattress Factory. Does it seem like your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to? From supply chain challenges to labor shortages, businesses are feeling the pressure of higher costs. Instead of raising prices, some companies choose to cut quality and quantity to save money. Economists call this shrinkflation. So you might notice your cereal box feels a little lighter these days, or your roll of paper towels runs out faster, you probably won't notice that mainstream mattress brands are lowering and lightening as well. That means those mattresses will be less durable, less supportive, and less comfortable than before. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe you deserve the best. So we hand-build our mattresses and box springs using only the highest quality materials. With our factory direct business model, we eliminate middleman costs and provide our customer a better quality mattress at a better price. Visit one of our stores today to see the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. When I adopted her, she was a mess. Scabs, itching, licking, missing fur, hot spots. So I get the Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. And the Licko Chops within a four-week total. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog. And she loves it. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. Dynavite for life. 
D-I-N-O-B-I-T-E.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Ever since the leak of the Supreme Court draft, which would roll back Roe v. Wade in this country, activism has been on fire. No pun intended. Many pro-life people have found uh, pro-life centers destroyed. And uh, it seems as though it's just the tip of the iceberg. Here to talk to us about that is Erica Anderson. Erica Anderson is a writer who lives in Indianapolis. She is the author of Leaving Cloud Nine. She hosts the, hosts the Worth Your Time podcast. And Erica, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us the kind of scope we're talking about, Erica, when we're talking about violence directed at pro-life pregnancy centers. Yeah, um, I don't know the total number of centers that has been attacked, but I believe it's at least eight or nine of them so far. And what I've seen is everything from graffiti scrawled all over, you know, the sidewalks, the windows, the doors, to firebombs being launched into these clinics. A couple of them, I've seen pictures, were just completely burned out on the inside. And it sounds like these things are taking place overnight. So luckily no one is there. But, I mean, it's pretty scary to think about if you work at one of those centers going into work every day right now. Right. I mean, like I said, this is just the beginning of it all because depending upon which way the court flows, right, I mean, there could be a heck of a lot more of these where people on the front lines helping the unborn, they'll be the targets. Yeah, and I actually, I have a piece coming out this week. Um, I'm trying to remember when it's coming out. Um, I believe this one will be in the American Spectator, but um, it it talks all about the things that pro-life pregnancy centers and organizations are doing right now to kind of prepare for what's coming next, meaning, you know, we're probably going to see um, a lot more need in some of the states, and these people are ready to go. Like, nobody's sitting back on their heels celebrating, you know, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Everyone is going, okay, this is what we've been waiting for, and now it's time to work harder than ever. So it's pretty... It's pretty awful that people are destroying the very places that are going to help so many women. Yeah, that's not the way that um, the watching world looks at it, though. Um, And I think that we have a little bit – I mean, I think there's an education problem. I was just speaking to a young woman over the last week um, who had – never heard of a pregnancy care center Hmm. or a pregnancy resource center and had no idea what kinds of services were available. I remember hearing a story on NPR 
it was probably early in the pandemic. Um, and it was, it was interesting to me, Erica, because it was a reporter for NPR who was clearly already decided, uh, prior to starting her piece that she was not going to like the pregnancy resource center. But after being there, after doing this, after doing the story, she at the end had to give in. And she had to say, I really had no idea the kinds of things they offered, the kinds of people that were there. I couldn't believe that there were that many toys. I couldn't believe there were that many diapers. I couldn't believe all the maternity clothes. I couldn't believe all the kids' clothes. I mean, it was really interesting to listen beginning to end. And so I wonder if if people who are not part of the uh, – maybe the Christian subculture or the pro-life subculture, whatever it is, just need to know what's there. I think that's part of it because there is a big misinformation campaign out there from the left. Um, You know, there's documentaries. They say that these clinics lie to women. They manipulate women. And it couldn't be further from the truth. I actually just went to my local pregnancy center on Friday and I was like, you know, I haven't been there. I want to go check it out. So I took some pictures. I tweeted about it. I spoke with the pregnancy center director and all I saw, all I found when I walked in was this huge office was full of supplies. They supply things to uh, women up to the, for their kids up to the age of four there. Um, And it really is just, free resources and help and references. And a lot of uh, what people don't realize is that the pregnancy centers have the networks and connections to um, the other places that people can get funding. They have the um, sort of like the counselors, the conduits that can help you connect with like the government paperwork that you need to get maybe a grant or to get whatever it is that you need that you might feel overwhelmed with. They're there to hold your hand and walk you through it and make sure that you have everything you need. And if people knew how much was available, I think this would really change things. And that's why um, the uh, human coalition has a bill that they've been trying to push in every state. It's called um, every mother matters bill, Emma. And what it, it would require is that every time someone goes in for an abortion or um, just, uh, you know, a counseling appointment, maybe at a pregnancy center, they would be presented with all the options available to them. And if they had those options, if someone said, well, you might want to get an abortion, but actually, just so you know, you have this, that and the other thing that would be available to you for you know multiple years, someone might rethink that decision. And it's literally just people who love women and love babies and just want people to be empowered to choose life. Plus, I think, Erica, and I've been involved with the local pregnancy center for a long time. Um, I, I, I feel like people who haven't had a baby yet or have never had a baby or maybe, you know, have never been parents, right? They don't realize how challenging that experience could be, especially for someone who doesn't have support, doesn't have a spouse, doesn't have parents, doesn't have a reliable job or whatever it is. And so maybe, um, without realizing how difficult the circumstances, they don't realize how essential these centers are. No, that, that's very true. I think that, you know, you've got people from all over the spectrum that are, you know, weighing in and commenting on this. But yeah, you're right. It takes a lot to raise a baby. And that's why it is such an important thing that we're offering or that these centers are offering. Um, and the other thing I would just note, and you probably know this, is that, you know, there are for every abortion clinic in this country, there are like 
dozens of pregnancy mm-hmm. centers. Um, they out they outrank or they outnumber uh, abortion centers like crazy, and they are growing and they are partnering with churches. And so I, I often hear people say, well, what about, you know, after the kid's a baby, after the kid's two or three? Yeah. Well, that those things are going into place now. Now, we the, the point is not to, you know, uh, to take care of someone forever. It's to help them get on their feet and empower them and be there when they're needed um, and, and give people the resources they need to get where they need to go um, initially. That's interesting. So uh, I imagine for most people, if, if you're not following this story closely and you are, you know, are pro-abortion, you're looking at this uh, an inch deep and a mile wide. That's why I think probably a lot of these places are under attack because you see, you know, people who are pro-lifers as the enemy. So I'll just go and, you know, destroy their opportunity uh, to bring more babies into the world. But you're telling us this is really not the case at all. They're a resource. They help people. And of course, if in fact Roe v. Wade was rolled back, it'll be a, a deeper resource because, you know, young mothers need help as the child goes from pre-born all the way up to two, three, four years of age. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, it's just, it's just free. It's free. It's just totally free stuff for people. Um, and, you know, you can't go to Planned Parenthood or an abortion clinic and get free anything. I've spoken with these pregnancy centers and they will say, yeah, we've had people walk in that came straight from Planned Parenthood who told them, sorry, we can't give you a free ultrasound. Sorry, we don't have any free diapers for you. Um, those places, they don't provide those things for women. They're not providing for women. They are a business mm-hmm. and they exist to make money. And the vast majority of money at a place like Planned Parenthood, like 97% of it comes from abortion procedures. And then they have like quotas to me. So if you want to talk about who is caring for women and who truly is going to be there for them, um, it is these pro-life pregnancy centers filled with people and volunteers who either make very little or are, like I said, are just volunteers. Um, it is truly out of love for human beings. Um, and, and it's, it's just baffling to me that there's so much hate for people that are literally just so selfless. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is the most divisive issue. You know, America can't, uh, can't get over it. America can't get past it. Uh, we're talking to Erica Anderson. Uh, you can check out her book, Leaving Cloud Nine. Erica also hosts the Worth Your Time podcast. Um, while we're talking about violence directed at pregnancy care centers, um, to be fair, it's also important to talk about how Wyoming authorities even now looking for a suspect to have believed to set a potential abortion clinic on fire. So there are crazy people on both sides. On both sides. Um, and so what we're looking for are reasonable people who are interested in helping. That's what we really need. Um, we don't need more politicians. We don't need more people to put political posts up on social media. What we need are people who are willing to step in and do something. Um, so, Erica, just a minute left. Talk about how important it is just for people to just show up, like do something more than have an opinion. <laughs> do something more than have an opinion. That that could be said of so many issues. But, yes, showing up. So I um, I actually have a post on – this is just on my own personal website, ericaanderson.com, but, and, and it's titled 20 Pro-Life Actions That You Can Take Now. And I list out 20 different ways that you can actually just begin doing small things, whether that is uh, coming around a family at your church that's um, fostering, whether it is, you know, making regular donations to a pregnancy center, holding a baby shower for a vulnerable mom, 
um, donating your time and money at a pregnancy center or another resource center. I've got a whole bunch of ideas there. And the thing is, everybody can do something. It doesn't have to be a lot necessarily. And maybe you feel called to do more. But yeah, if you're if you care enough to be blasting an opinion off about it on social media, then you should care enough to actually do something for real. Um, and so the more of that we can get, the better. And already I do see tons of people taking action. And so that's why I know that these women are going to be well cared for when they come to these centers seeking help. Excellent. Erica, job well done. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Erica Anderson, as she said, online, ericaanderson.com, the author of Leaving Cloud Nine and also the host of Worth Your Time podcast. I mean, isn't that the truth? It is. Just do something. Help yep. out, right? Because yep. the tide is turning here. Mm-hmm. A big change is coming. It's a very common fear to have a fear of the dentist. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. I feel particularly drawn to making sure that all patients are at ease. That extra gentle touch, the extra nudge to tell them it's okay, we'll get through this together. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing it right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction, doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing it right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards. Then, back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious, multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI Certified Installation Contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now, this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy. Made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. Made also with quality leather suede, these are my pillow slippers at their best. Call 1 800 391 Use the promo code WORD or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code WORD. Now, the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code WORD at mypillow.com. 1 800 391 
Use the promo code WORD. Here's to Eden Christian Academy's Class of 2022 on being accepted at over 100 colleges and universities, on winning nearly $2.3 million in academic scholarships to your National Merit Scholars who joined the top 1% of the nation, the senior athletes who were signed to play collegiate sports, and for your accomplishments in the arts, mock trial, community service, and more. Congratulations. Go forth and let your light shine. Eden Christian Academy, pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. strange weather story all entrances to yellowstone national park are closed through at least wednesday due to heavy flooding and rock slides national park the national park service said there was flooding rock slides and mud slides on roadways from recent unprecedented amounts of rainfall now the weird thing about yellowstone the cool thing about yellowstone is and you were just there last year yeah in may of last year the streams are right there i mean you're on the roadway and the streams are literally three steps out of your car. So you can imagine what heavy rainfall would do. So uh, you see photographs of Yellowstone now. Roadways are closed. I mean, you can see roads are washed out because of the rainfall. Holy cow. We're looking at a picture from uh, News 9, which is out in Colorado. And so there it is. I mean, uh, hard to believe that they're closing the entirety of Yellowstone, which is mammoth. Right. And so... Even after they reopen, because roadways have been washed away, how is that going to affect traffic flow within within Yellowstone? If you've ever been there, I mean, the, 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 the national parks, especially at peak season, which is now, they're clogged. They oftentimes are just like one gigantic parking lot. So when you were there, John, um, you were there in May? May. Is May of right? last year. Okay. Which was a good plan oh, for a, you because that was before like the season kicks in? Yes. Okay. I mean, peak season, of course, is like, you know, kids are out of school. So we just kind of like, let's go. Let's go do this. And uh, flew out to South Dakota where we have family, uh, borrowed one of my brother-in-law's cars, and then drove into Yellowstone where we spent six days. Fabulous. Mm. And even then, it was crowded but not overwhelming. Okay. But you could see... I mean, uh, later, coming. Oh, you know, my sister and brother-in-law went out maybe like in August. They said it was just overwhelming, way, way, way too much traffic, which, you know, is the which, di- that's ironic. You're at a national park with its enormous that stretches over two states. Oh, three, three, states? three states. Yeah, it's it's massive. I mean, it's hard to believe that you're concerned about too much traffic, but it, it's like it's, Mount Everest, but it's only like two lanes, just two lanes out? of traffic flow or, through. Oh, okay. And so, you know, there's all these campers, all kind of SUVs, RVs, you name it. And, of course, buffaloes blocking the way, which is why you're there anyway, to see the animals. Um, The best time is the off-season. But, boy, Yellowstone being closed. I don't know if that's ever happened. So you'd recommend anyone take a trip to Yellowstone? I'd recommend anybody to get on the road and see any national park you possibly can. I'd like to see it. Because, man, oh, man. The Grand Tetons, the Black Hills, you name it. I'd love I mean, have, you been to the Gra- have you seen the Grand Tetons? No, I've not. Wouldn't you love to see Yes, it? I have. I would love to. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, right down here in West Virginia, there's a national park. I'd love to go to Arches National Park. Yeah. Doesn't that look amazing? Well, how about Mike, uh, one of our yeah, guys here? Yeah, I know. Going Spent to Grand Canyon. Spent two weeks Canyon, at the Grand right. Canyon. That's the way to go. Right, but then you got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> this comes with the territory, I guess. 
Uh, John, the Myasthenia Gravis Association of Western PA is hosting yeah. the second annual MGA golf outing to benefit the organization's free patient support services. The outing is slated for Saturday, August 6th at the Grassy Lanes Golf Club in Darlington, PA. Mm-hmm. Um, you can register for an individual $80 per golfer and registration for a foursome is $300. Um, tickets are also available for a dinner only option for those of us who are just really bad at golf. Are you going? But one, no, but I was thinking about it. My dad had myasthenia gravis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, uh, a really devastating disease and affects people um, in in smaller parts than a lot of other neuromuscular diseases that people know about. And so when people hear about MG, they say, I don't even really know what that is. Wait, so, it, I mean, you think about MS. Right. M- much fewer people have MG than have MS. And so it affects people differently, and um, and it needs some attention. And so that's why I'm really happy to be talking about it. Anyway, uh, for more information or to register for the event, please em- email Joyce. That's jjoyce at org. You can just make it easier and call the MGA office at 412-566-1545. 412-566-1545. When is it? What are the dates? It's coming up on August 6th. Grassy Lanes Golf Club, Darlington, PA. All right. We'll just go have some dinner. I mean, how bad can that be? Or just go golf and skip the dinner, right? Depending on what your predilections are. Just do something. <laughs> Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Code BALANCE. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. U.S. producer prices surged 10.8% in May from a year earlier, underscoring the ongoing threat to the economy from a bout of inflation that shows no signs of slowing. The Labor Department report shows the producer price index rose at a slightly slower pace last month than in April. That's when it jumped 10.9% from a year earlier. May's figure is down from an 11.5% yearly gain in March. The figures indicate that rising prices will continue to erode Americans' paychecks and play havoc with household budgets in the coming months. Of course, on a Jeremy House. Communities bordering Yellowstone National Park are isolated and tourists stranded. After record floodwaters knocked out roads and bridges in Wyoming and Montana, and forced the closure of all entrances to the park. There were no immediate reports of injuries. This is SRN News. I remember getting tacos for a quarter in high school. Today, taking my nieces out for tacos demands a quarter of a paycheck. Buying gas is a gas. Buying Gatorade takes financial aid. Buying clothes has me watching knitting videos. And I thought about cutting my own hair until I saw the price of safety scissors. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And prices are up everywhere, meaning the pressure is up for a lot of us. One thing that we're seeing a lot of listeners do to try to help is a cash-out refinance. Home values have gone through the roof, meaning most of us could cash out that extra value in our homes to use for life. I had a listener last week that was over the moon with her situation. She said she was going to use the extra cash to pay off all of her debt, do something special for her kids, and then just save the rest to fight these crazy price booms. If you're curious what that might look like for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Cornerstone Television is dishing out all new episodes to fill your home with truth and joy this season. 
From hope today to origins, hard questions, sister to sister, today's Nashville, move your mountain and dashing dish. Taste the best of local Christian TV on Cornerstone Television Network, where hope happens. That's Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. Here's to Eden Christian Academy's Class of 2022 on being accepted at over 100 colleges and universities, on winning nearly $2.3 million in academic scholarships to your National Merit Scholars who joined the top 1% of the nation, the senior athletes who were signed to play collegiate sports, and for your accomplishments in the arts, mock trial, community service, and more. Congratulations. Go forth and let your light shine. Eden Christian Academy, pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. The Mechanical Services Company Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems Heat advisory in effect late tomorrow morning through late tomorrow evening. For tonight, partly cloudy, warm and humid, low 69. Clouds and sun tomorrow, hot and humid, a thunderstorm in parts of the area, high 92. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, warm and humid, a stray thunderstorm, low 74. Clouds and sun Thursday with a thunderstorm, very warm. Storms can bring hail and damaging winds, the high 88. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, the Tuesday edition. It was supposed to be really hot, but it's not so hot outside. Oh, yes, it is. It's not nearly as hot as if the sun were out, Yeah, but it's pretty humid. Tomorrow? Yeah, it's going to cook. All bets are off, people. All right. What's your house like? Fine. I mean, not bad. Okay. I mean, no, no big deal. Yeah. Really. I mean, I'm waiting until like you know, when we hit 95. Which is going to be tomorrow. That's when the, you know, and things cook. And sadly, Thursday too. Mm-hmm. Friday though and Saturday, much better. Fine. We're going to be 20 degrees cooler on I mean, Saturday. Here it is, right? And you, I thought all of a sudden you were going to jump ship and get air conditioning. No. No, it didn't happen. Sticking with you, John. <laughs> It's like I'm kind of some kind of sick marriage we have, right? <laughs> Sticking with you. Sticking with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. No, you know what? I just don't love air conditioning. Well, no. <laughs> Spoken proudly by someone who doesn't have whole house air conditioning. Yeah, I know. Now, if you had whole house air conditioning, you'd go, oh, it's nice. I'm sure I would. Right? I'm sure I would. But I like when I leave here at night, because you know, we're in air conditioning all day, Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have windows open and stuff like that. Of course that. you are. Now, if you're talking my car, 
Air conditioning's a must-have. I have none in my car either. See, I couldn't do no. that. There's no way. I took it in, and then the guy was like, oh, you get a bad compressor, that's a 1000 bucks." I was like, no thanks, I'll sweat. I can't stand that. That's not so bad. No, I hate it. Just put the windows down. Nope. Right. That's because you don't have any hair. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. That's It'd the be problem. All sweaty. Yeah. Well, yeah, I still sweat. I still have sweat glands. Yeah, I know, but it's not the same because your hair's all in no, your right. face. Christy, do you like to have your windows down in the car? No. See, oh, you don't drive. Oh, yeah. And and my husband picks on me all the time for it. He's well, like, "Hun, you know, it's a beautiful day. Why don't you want the window open?" No, I the sunroof is okay because it doesn't mess. This goes over your head. Your hair doesn't end up in your mouth. Yeah, but you know, first world problem. First world problem, indeed. Right here it comes. All right, okay. Hey, I saw an article in the L.A. Times today about a black family's Bible, how it ended up at the Smithsonian Institution. So the story is about the Diggs family. And um, they had a box of books that were sitting in an outdoor patio that they were about to give away. And these boxes had been sitting out there. Um, Denise Diggs, her mom, uh, had lived in this house. And then before her mom, her grandmother so this went back a few generations, and these were a bunch of old books. And uh, Denise Diggs was going through the boxes, uh, I think 10 years or so ago, the L.A. Times article says. And they're going through the books, and she digs down in, and there's an old Bible. So she opens up the Bible, and there's written in beautiful script, family genealogy, people's names that go way back. Uh, here's a name that goes back. Um Sarah Reeves March, 1843. Mm. Um, November 10th, 1818, Richard Collins Jr., born in Dallas County. Shelley Reeves, July 1871, the 22nd of July. And she was like, wait a second. Uh, this, this is my family. And, and the weird thing is, a lot of these names and the dates go back to the slavery era. So here's an African-American woman discovering, more than a decade ago, her family lineage that goes back to slavery. That's incredible. So she starts to do some research. She finds out that her great-great-great-grandfather was an indentured servant to a white family, um, was not a slave, but born out of slavery and then sold and able to receive an education as an indentured servant had this Bible that he bought with his wages. And then from this Bible, they go back into the family. They start to talk to family members, museum people enter the picture, and then all of a sudden the Smithsonian enters the picture. And then just this past year was, for the first time, the Diggs family Bible on display at the Smithsonian. Wow. Isn't that cool? Wow. So that man, the indentured servant, is the one who whose Bible it is. Yes, Wow. Who was able to buy his own Bible during slavery because he was an indentured servant, right? Essentially a slave, but had some measure of whatever that would be like. Freedom as an indentured servant. Who knows what that looks like? But the Bible does survive along with some photographs of family members. That's incredible. It is. And then, of course, they start doing DNA testing. I mean... The fact of the matter is that a lot of uh, African-Americans, their family tree is pretty slim because the census didn't write down names, United States Census, until 1870 Hmm. of African-Americans. Really? So something like this to survive, it's a fabulous gift. 
How far back would you know the names of your family? It's funny you ask this because my aunt, my aunt Patsy, is going to move, and recently she gave me a folder of family history. I believe it goes back to like the 1840s. Wow. So pretty far back. And, you know, always in one family, there's that historian. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've got cousins uh, who were the family historians. They've sat with my Aunt Patsy. My Aunt Patsy writes these things down. Now she thinks, I better pass this along. And I'm going to sit with her soon and go over. Because, of course, you know, in every family, you hear stories. Like my family. Oh, how about Uncle Huey? When my mother was alive and her sisters would get together, they would share, share all these family stories. And I would sit there and listen. Mm-hmm. But I never wrote these things down. Right. So now I have. Now you wish you did. Now I do wish I have. But my Aunt Patsy's 89. So she, in many ways, is the last vestige of these family stories. I'll sit with her and write these things down. That's really wonderful. How about you? Do, do, do you that. know that you would go back? Uh, on my dad's side, uh, I know back just to my great grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, who emigrated here from Poland uh, and uh, settled in in New Ken. On my mother's side, I actually know much more because my great-great-great-grandfather was Robert Whiteman, who was Whiteman Street in Squirrel Hill, the Whiteman School. Homewood Cemetery? Homewood Cemetery, yeah. right. That's fabulous. Yeah, so the, I, I do know farther back on that side. Family genealogy. It's really amazing. interesting. Isn't it, though? Yeah. If those people could talk. Yeah. Okay, let us take a quick break. When we do come back, we're going to talk about the life and art of one of Pittsburgh's greatest artists, who is little well-known. His name is John Kane. There's currently an exhibition at the History Center. Maxwell King will join us to talk to us about John Kane next. 101.5 WORD. There are three ways of dealing with the Bible, especially when you come to a passage that you don't quite agree with or understand. The first tactic is to pick and choose what you want to believe. The second is to remain ignorant of what the Bible has to say at all. The third is to dig into the Word and try to understand all of it, whether or not you like what it has to say. Well, if you fall into that last category or would like to, please join us this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero, right Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. I truly have never worked in a place that I've loved so much. Cara Bell. 
principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. The feeling is so warm and open when you walk in. They're very passionate about teaching, passionate about the school, and they love the children. Everybody's willing to step up and help one another. There's just so much love there and compassion for each other, and it's just a nice, warm place to be. Imagine, believe, achieve. Jubilee Christian School, K-7th through grade, now enrolling for the fall at jubileecs.org. The Mechanical Services Company Trusted, proven, preferred For all mechanical systems Heating and air Our team has got you covered Maintenance, service, installs and repair Call us when you need comfort Online at tmschvac.com The Mechanical Services Company Trusted, proven, preferred Plan now to join Word FM Tuesday, August 16th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The Ride Homes, John and Kathy, will be your cruise directors for this amazing night sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. A lot of us don't take time for art. I've talked a lot on the air about how, <laughs> for most of my life, I hated poetry. And the reason I hated it is because it seemed like I had to slow down too much to do it. Now, I've got a lot of stuff to do, and I, you know, I'm kind of like a fast-moving person, until John convinced me, you know, you're really missing out. So I kind of slowed down, Thank you. right, to appreciate poetry. To appreciate art, you have to do kind of the same thing. You have to slow down a little bit. Once you do, I promise you, you will never want to go back. Because a life that embraces art is a just, it's a different kind of life. It really is. Anyway, we're so happy to be talking about Pittsburgher John Kane. A brand new book about him um, is called Show It to Me, American Workman, The Life and Art of John Kane. Happy to have author Maxwell King with us. Maxwell, welcome in. Good to be with you. Yeah, Max, it's our great pleasure. Hey, congratulations on this work because uh, the interesting thing about John Kane, if you would Google uh, famous Pittsburgh artists, John Cain pretty much uh, would be ignored. He is not known even in this 21st century to the majority of Pittsburghers. That's true? That's true. But uh, 100 years ago, he was kind of the Andy Warhol of his day. Hmm. He was famous not just in Pittsburgh. He was nationally, even internationally famous for, I would say, 20 years maybe. And then he faded from view and, and his pictures, which are in a lot of museums, not only here, but elsewhere in the country, his pictures uh, became less fashionable, I guess one would say. But at, during his time, he was sort of an art sensation. Interesting. So John Kane, American Workman, I mean, this is an apt title because the guy himself was not a particularly trained artist. He never took an art class. He was a guy who was what we've known, I think, as a primitive artist, someone who is just self-taught. And as John Cain's story unfolds, it's a sense of the story of America in the early part of the 20th century, of somebody who was just a workman and a, a gritter and a drinker but also someone who had a deeply softer side to him as well. Can you tell us about John Cain, about the early days of who this man was? 
Well, I think you summarized it very, very well. I, I came to feel that John Cain was a wonderful uh, exemplar of the Pittsburgh character, although he adopted Pittsburgh. He moved here in 1820 from Scotland when his family moved here, and uh, and he went to work right away. I mean, he came here as so many people did back then because this is where the good jobs were, where industry was thriving. And he went to work uh, in uh, Andrew Carnegie's uh, steel mill. He went to work for Henry Clay Frick in the coal mines. He worked as a street paver, as a house painter, a commercial building painter, a construction worker. He did a little bit of everything the whole time, teaching himself first how to draw and then how to paint. So he was entirely uh, self-taught as an artist. Yeah. Now, the fascinating thing about John Cain, of course, everybody has a lot of different sides of the Max. Of course, you know that as well. That the John Cain was a laborer by profession. He was right. also a, a devout Catholic. He was also, at the same time, a raging alcoholic. But yes. at the same time, he also had this really incredible side where he loved nature and art and saw the beauty in the world. And all these things poured out of them. You know, it, it was it was though he was just like on fire with life. He was on fire with life. That's a good way of putting it, John. And he was also... Uh, just on fire with contradictions within his character. Uh, He was devoted to his family, but he left them for long periods of time. Uh, He was a very heavy drinker. Uh, He remained uh, always devoted to his Catholic faith, which came from his mother. Uh, He loved his mother, and he he went to Mass frequently, not every day, but frequently, couldn't go to mass every day because he had to work 12 hours a day and then pay. But um, he had these, these conflicting sets of values. Uh, and I, I think in some ways he was not untypical for a Pittsburgh workman back in 1890 or 1900 when they had to respond to changing economic conditions and move on to another profession or to another place. And he did. So he, he was very... Uh, peripatetic. He he had a, a really um, a sort of a picaresque journey of a life, moving here and there, doing this and that, but always devoted to his art and always devoted to his faith. Hmm. When you think about people who who draw, right? I mean, the world is filled of of, of amateur artists. Um, you know, someone like um, Bob Ross, right? Who had a, a lot of fame back in the '60s and the '70s and '80s. He sort of br- brought a whole generation of of sort of a, a hobbyist artist into a realm. Now, John Cain certainly would start out, I guess you could call him a hobbyist, but he was someone who was sort of obsessed by the idea of drawing. And, you know, Maxwell, tell the story about John Cain working on the railroads. Of course, the railroads were a major economic force, especially in the early part of the 20th century. But here's a guy who had the opportunity to work on the railroad and was able to draw on the side of boxcars and then... He was able to sort of, as a painter, get rid of the art, but his craft was there, somehow developed, you know, on the side of a railroad car. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, John, because it's a pivotal story in his development. You know, when I think of the crucial moments in his development, uh, one was when when he moved to Pittsburgh, and the second one, I think, was when he 
uh, began to carve out time in his life every day, usually after work, but sometimes during work, to sketch. So he was drawing everything he saw. And he was, as you indicated a minute ago, compulsive about it. He just was compelled to make these drawings. And what Trent, what uh, changed him from a sketcher to a painter was this experience at the Press Steel Car Company, which was uh, in McKee's Rocks back then, and made boxcars for the railroad. And John Kane got hired uh, there. It was it wasn't a great job, but but it was a, a regular income for him. And his job was to paint the boxcars boxcar red. And one day at lunch, he discovered a bunch of other colors of paint. And during his lunch hour, he began to paint a picture, uh, a, a picture of a nearby countryside scene on the side of the boxcar. And the foreman came out and said, all right, John, you can paint your picture if you want to when you're having lunch. But afterwards, you got to paint over it with boxcar red. <laughs> and he, he did, of course. But what that tells me is that somewhere out there in Wisconsin or Minnesota, there's an old rusting red boxcar <laughs> with an original John Kane underneath it. That's fabulous. <laughs> I love it so much. But, but then he became a painter. And what he said was, he didn't fall in love with painting. He fell in love with paint. Hmm. He loved the texture of it, the feel of it, the smell of it, the, all the different colors. He loved, he learned right away how to mix and mix different colors. And he became quite an expert, uh, both in his construction work and his artistic endeavors as uh, a person who could mix the most vibrant paints. And today, even his pictures are famous for that, for having very, very vibrant uh, greens and reds and, and other paints. But you captured the moment, John, when he turned from a, sort of an amateur sketcher to a painter. Hmm. And then he began making serious works. Fabulous. Uh, you know, Maxwell, I think all of us, you know, the, the uh, environment that you grow up in is the environment that you just, you just know. And I remember my wife moved uh, to Pittsburgh. Um, for first, she grew up in South Dakota, and then she moved around the country. We met in New York City. She came to Pittsburgh, and she was like, I cannot believe how verdant the green hills are, the rolling hills. And yeah. to me, that's sort of, you know, atypical, typical. Of, of a John Kane image that he shows Pittsburgh, you know, at the beginning of the industrial age where there's a picture of the mills along the riverfront. And then there are these rolling hills that are so beautiful. So you see early on in John Kane's work, this collision of industry and the beauty of the nature that still exists. Uh, those images are just really just incredible to look at. And, and those images are on display, whether it's at the Carnegie, uh, the, 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 the uh, John Hines History Center or in the Carnegie Museum or as you you said in museums all around the world that interpretation of industrial and the greenery of the city right and he 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 was very attuned to beauty and he was always looking for beauty uh wherever he was working wherever he was he was on the lookout for something beautiful to paint but i would say that john not only saw the beauty in the verdant uh, hillsides he saw the beauty in the in the factories mm. in the railroads in the towboats on the rivers. And he, he saw beauty in all of his surroundings. And, you know, so many people, you know, the same people you describe today as having a, an impression of Pittsburgh as being kind of gray and dirty and ugly and come here and say, oh, my God, this is a beautiful place, which it is. But back then, people had the same sort of image of Pittsburgh. 
But John Kane was always on the lookout for what was beautiful about it. And, and other places he painted, he, he uh, was able to find uh, the, the natural uh, environmental, environmental beauty in each one of those places, too. And I think that's why he's in uh, so many museums. He's in the Museum of Modern Art in New York. Uh, he's in, of course, there's, I think there's 19 canes at our own Carnegie Museum of Art in nice. Pittsburgh. And they're in the uh, Chicago Art Institute, the Chrysler Museum, the, the uh, Whitney Museum in New York, uh, and lots of uh, private collectors. And I think it, it has in, his art has endured uh, because of his ability to take uh, all the surroundings around him and put them together in a way that captures uh, their inspiring beauty. Fabulous. We're talking with Maxwell King, along with Louise Lippincott, a brand new book called American Workman, The Life and Art of John Cain. Uh, also, should let you know that there's an event that's happening at the History Center. Uh, Max, is that tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, yes. And it it, start, it goes from 6.30 to 8, and it's a lecture that Lula Lippincott, my co-author, and I will give. But my advice to people who are interested in this is don't go at 6.30, go at 5.30 so you can go through the museum's exhibit before our talk, because frankly, the, the exhibit, which they did a fabulous job they with did. the exhibit, and it's it's going to be a lot more interesting than our talk will be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure about yeah, that, I, but I the agree. exhibition itself is amazing. So, uh, yeah, Say something about the book, John. Yeah. Just It's a spectacular book. Oh, the book really is. I mean, Max, uh, it's sort of divided into two sections. You cover the biography of John Cain so beautifully, the story of his life so deeply. I mean, it's really a masterwork. I loved it. I devoured this thing over the weekend. I was enthralled by it. And then in the second part of the book, Louise Lippincott, she delves into the art a little deeper from a more... Right you know, a different pro- professional perspective, but it really is so deeply accessible. But Max, the big thing for me, and I think this is the, the, the story of John Kane, is that there's John Kane in many ways, you know, enveloping uh, America, you know, the workman attitude, the early right. part of the 20th century, the hard drinking life that he had. Heck, and he found himself in a sanatorium. This is a guy who would not, could not get sober. But then at the ripe old age, I mean, in his, in his early to late 60s, as you described this, he walks into the Carnegie Museum with some images. I mean, the gutsy, ballsy thing that he did yeah. and said, here's my work to the you know world-class art in, yeah. in, that, in that fraternity and becomes part of this inner circle. It's a miracle that it happened. Well, it is, and it's, it's the result of just what you describe in John Cain's character. He was relentless and focused about what he wanted to accomplish and he, you know, he was also uh, an amateur and occasionally a professional boxer. And he learned from boxing, you're going to get knocked down. You're probably, because, you know, the old London ring rules, every round was a knockdown. Sometimes they had 50 or 60 knockdowns. And John Kane learned, you're going to get knocked down a lot. The key is not to not get knocked down, but to get up and go back and fight again. And when he went into the Carnegie Museum, to, to apply to the international, which was then and still is today, one of the premier art exhibits in the whole world. He went in in 1925 and they said, oh, no, no, this, this isn't for artists like you. This is for real artists. And they sent him away and he came back the next year and they sent him away. But he kept coming. And the third year, there was uh, a guy on the jury 
who actually had trained in Paris, and he saw how Pablo Picasso in Paris championed the work of Henri Rousseau, who was the French self-taught artist, to really sort of get first gained the world's attention for self-taught artists. And so uh, this guy, a guy named Andrew Dasberg, decided he would champion John Kane's work. But as soon as Kane's work got in, then everybody picked up on it. And it was it was because of this um, ability to just relentlessly focus on his goals that, that he was able to achieve that at the age of 67. And doesn't that sound so very Pittsburgh to it you? It sure I mean, does. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh to me is this relentless place that it will not stay down when it gets knocked down. It bounces back up, and that's the way John Kane was. Yeah, he did not want to give up. And then, as you write in American Workman, The Life and Art of John Kane, here's a guy who, you know, as hard as he worked in his great artistic ambition and style, he finally achieved a measure of success, but still, he lived in squalor. I mean, he could not escape the poverty that surrounded him. No, he never, he never really had much money. And his pictures, when he was alive, didn't sell for, for a lot of money. And, and he lived in a, in a kind of a, a very small flat district. But the last seven years of his life, after he was discovered by the Carnegie, were the most productive. Mm-hmm. He produced just one beautiful painting after another, just barely making ends meet, and sometimes going back to work as a house painter in order to have enough money to live. But he never got the rewards of his own fame and success, which is so often true of artists. Mm-hmm. I mean... So many artists don't get their their works don't become highly valuable until long after after they're dead. And Kane's now once sold last year for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Fabulous. So they're coming back up again now, which I'm pleased to see. Well, Maxwell, I mean, art, as you said, when you first came in, it goes in and out of fashion. And, of course, when, you know, people say, who is a great Pittsburgh artist? Everyone goes to Andy Warhol right away. But uh, this work, American Workman, The Life and Art of John Kane, I believe it puts John Kane back up there to the top of Pittsburgh artists. You've done a masterwork, like I said. I mean, really, it's fabulous. It's an incredible story, the grit and determination of John Kane and the work that's on display, whether it's at the Carnegie Museum or the Senator John Heinz history center it puts him back up to where he belongs so excellent job thank you so very much john and kathy our great pleasure listen tomorrow and check night out the, and check out the book yeah really uh, the american workman the life and art of john kane and tomorrow night at the Beautiful. center john Hines history center as maxwell says uh, it starts at 6 30 the event but get there early 5 or 5 30 to go through the john kane exhibition you'll see firsthand the quality and nature of john kane's work thanks maxwell At the Original Mattress Factory, we know that a middleman adds little actual value. Unfortunately, most mainstream mattress brands sell their products through a retailer. This only adds more cost that gets passed along to the customer. At OMF, we choose to eliminate the middleman and sell directly to you. This factory direct approach allows you to buy a great product at the lowest price possible. No middleman markups here. Visit an OMF location today to see the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. 
Doing It Right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction. Doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing It Right will ensure all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with Doing It Right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Parents are an extremely important part of their child's education. Kara Bell, principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. We try to partner with parents and try to instill values that the parents want as well. We love to have parents come in and volunteer for activities, for recess, for lunch, to help out in the classrooms, field experiences once a month. We try to team so that we can meet the child's needs. Imagine, believe, achieve. Jubilee Christian School, K through 7th grade, now enrolling for the fall at jubileecs.org. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. There's always a moment of truth where it's either put up or shut up. We were yelling our hearts out. Even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continue to push. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. PFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. Heat advisory in effect late tomorrow morning through late tomorrow evening. For tonight, partly cloudy, warm and humid, low 69. Clouds and sun tomorrow, hot and humid, a thunderstorm in parts of the area, high 92. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, warm and humid, a stray thunderstorm, low 74. Clouds and sun Thursday with a thunderstorm, very warm. Storms can bring hail and damaging winds, the high 88. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Makes sense. Does what make sense? Brussels sprouts. Oh no! Absolutely, one hundred percent no. Unequivocally wow. no. They're the worst. Wow. That's disgusting. Wow. They are the worst. And you can put butter on them. Put whatever you want to. They're the worst. My wife she tries to sneak them in on me once in a while. Oh, they're horrible. And I like most things. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I do not like a Brussels sprout. Doesn't make any sense. All the sense in the world. Oh, please. Listen to me. You're wrong. I Fail. am such a fan of the Brussels sprouts. Oh. In fact, I'm making them tonight. That's what? how much I like them. This is the thing, John. You have to you, you have to figure out how to make them. First mm. of all, you have to cook them at a high heat. Yeah. Right? Do you peel them and put them on a skillet? My nope. wife does that. No, nope. I don't do that. Okay. No, nope. I just chop them and I put them. Ugh. No, it's delicious. And you know what I started doing lately? Hmm. Eating them raw. Oh. 
Listen. How do you even swallow those it things? Is, it takes forever. It is. They're so chewy. It's very crunchy. Oh, oh. I find it to be, I don't know. No. It's kind of an exciting way to eat. Exciting way. <laughs> You're the only person is. in the world who said Brussels sprouts are exciting. I do think it is. Expr- they are not. Uh-huh. Brussels sprouts, I'm giving that a do two not thumbs make up sense. from me. Uh, two thumbs down from me. Sense. All right. Does this make sense? Wearing a bike helmet. I know you love it. Okay. <laughs> I've ridden a bike all my life. I was a bicycle messenger in New York City. That's right. the, that's got that's the talk about like a high energy occupation. I never wore a helmet. Then all of a sudden I had kids. Here I am riding with my kids. I might tell my kids, I guess you better put a helmet on. We're out riding the bike one time and the kids are little. This lady stops and she goes, she's driving in her car. She pulls over and she goes, Boys, I see that you're wearing helmets. Here's a little sticker for you for your bike safety. She turns to me and she says, "You should be ashamed of yourself. What kind of what kind of example are you setting? You're not wearing a helmet." So then I'm riding a bike on That's Sunday. Rough. I'm riding a bike and I'm like, first of all, who pulls somebody over? Somebody and says pulls. that, but go ahead. So I'm riding a bike. You know, I go for a bike ride on Sunday. My kids go, "What? You're not wearing your helmet? Don't you leave this house, Dad? Go get your helmet." So I put my helmet on. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. I, you know, if I fall and hit my head, then all of a sudden I'm a little, you know, right. in trouble. Because you did have an accident in New York City. I mean, oh, you had several, but had the several, one in yeah. particular. Oh, yeah, I got a little concussion there. Yeah. Right. So reluctantly, and I get it, but I don't want to. You're talking yourself a, into it making sense. I'm getting to be an old man. You don't think it is, but you'd want it to. Yeah. I don't or like it. Or it does, but you don't want it to. Exactly. That's more what it is. It makes sense. John, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. I didn't learn how to ride a bike until I was 39 years old, and so I've worn it every time. Makes sense. Makes sense, John. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now, this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy. Made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. Made also with quality leather suede. These are my pillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code word or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code word. 
Now, the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365. Find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. Hi. I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. When do you think uh, the rise of the uh, the life hack? Oh, the life hack. Well, certainly the internet. I would right. say BuzzFeed. <laughs> the rise of BuzzFeed. Right. Um. Yeah. Certainly there. Although, you know where I bet I would trace the life hack? Hmm. Reader's Digest. <laughs> what? What? I bet you. Like he's from Heloise. Yes, that would have been. A place where life hacks okay. would have right. shown up, right, don't right, you think? Right. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, okay. So once a month or so in the Reader's Digest, as opposed to like the onslaught. Oh my gosh! Of the life on hacks Twitter, today. you look at twenty-five of them, and of course you have to hit that next button. Oh, I hate that! I can't stand that. Every but, time there's like a next button, I'm I'm out. Well, sometimes I follow. Yeah, the so whole, it depends on how interested right? I am to be honest. Or how about like on Twitter, the promoted tweets. Oh, right. I fall into that hole, too. Well, I get a lot of promoted tweets. Well, that's why Elon Musk isn't buying Twitter, apparently. Is that right? <laughs> so, I think he's still unsure. Anyway, I got a few life hacks Do for you? you. I'm excited. <laughs> I, um, I saw this uh, article from The Guardian, okay. which is a, a British newspaper. Yes, it is. And uh, they published 100 ways to slightly improve your life without really trying. I mean, the, it's oh, like that's the a ultimate. Low, that's a low bar. I know. It's like the ultimate in life hack. I mean, like, no grief. effort. Like, make make things better without even doing one bit of I, anything. I know. So, they, you know, there's a hundred. Clearly, I'm not going to go through a hundred. I was going to say, boy, this is going to be a great segment. No, 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 no. I mean. You have some highlights here for me? I do have some highlights. Okay. Some things are that make sense. Are these challenges for me? Or are these No, they're just things, you know, take them or leave them. Take them or leave them. All right. Right? On the fence about a purchase, wait 72 hours before you buy it. Oh, not that, me, baby. That, I'm clicking. That would have saved me from every stupid thing I bought on oh. Instagram. I've said this before. I need to say it again because I just did it Do not. a month ago. Everything mm. I buy on Instagram is a mistake. Everything I buy. I've never bought anything on Instagram. Yes, you have. I bought one thing on Facebook. Oh, I thought you bought something on Instagram. No, it was the hose. Yeah, thing. I remember the hose thing. St- doesn't even work. It's, yeah. Remember it, that purse, Christy? Remember that purse I bought? Is that on Instagram? <laughs> Was it inside out purse? No, it was like a purse that was supposed to be a purse and it was supposed to be a backpack. Uh-huh. But when it arrived, it came with no directions and I couldn't figure out how to do it. What'd you pay for it? Too much. Probably $29. Okay, it wasn't much. At least it was like it was, 60 bucks. It wasn't much, but it was so stupid mm. that I couldn't figure it out. But then I carried it around like hanging. It, like, it <laughs> didn't even work for like 18 months before I thought, you just 
liberate yourself from the stupidity. Really? You've tried that for that long? You hung oh, in there? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to make it I'm getting my money's worth. I'm going to make it work. Christy, have you bought anything on Instagram? I, d- I, um, I bought a, a shirt, a long sleeve shirt. I've worn it here before. Oh. Okay. Um, it says hockey is my favorite season. Oh, all right. And uh, it's, it's the worst shirt. It's, <laughs> <laughs> everything sticks to it. <laughs> <laughs> See, all the things you buy on Instagram yeah. are a mistake. We should sell a few things on Instagram. We should, just to kind of <laughs> change up the average. No, people are making a quick buck. This is what it feels like, making a quick buck. Okay. Uh uh, see, everyone has an emotional blind spot when they fight. Work out what yours is and remember it. What does that mean, an emotional mm. blind well, spot? <laughs> well, probably. You know how you and your wife and me and my husband, whoever, yeah. you end up having the same fight uh, over and over and over again, over decades. Me. It's just the same fight, mm-hmm. right? And you feel like, I can't believe we can't resolve this. Yeah. No, it's that's why marriage counseling is... Such a vital part, isn't and it really it? is vital. Sharpen your knives. I always sharpen my knives. Oh, don't you love once, that? Once a week, I sharpen my knife. Yeah, once a week. Uh huh. Once a week. Yeah. Or once if I'm doing something in particular, like I'm making a particular dish, I'll sharpen them before I, before I. Excellent. Start. Yeah. There's nothing worse than a dull knife. No, you're it's trying bad. to cut something. No. Okay, this one I disagree with. Uh, keep your children's drawings and paintings. Put the best one in frames. Okay. What are they? What are they? They don't want. You, you know to, how many kids' drawings that we've got in our I house? I know. Although we do have one in a frame, much of the d- dismay of the other son. Oh, because the other one doesn't have one <laughs> no, in a frame. That one, no. oh, that's harsh. I don't know. I mean, I kept. I have a box uh, of like memorabilia, uh, but I don't. I, I'm the only one that cares about. Of course, it. they don't care about it. No. So why am I keeping it? Uh, just because. Yeah. Did you ever pull them out and look at them? I think I did a couple years ago. <sighs> we have so much of that stuff. Right. I mean, seriously, when it comes time, they're going Don't gonna... you feel badly, though? You're like, why don't I look at that? Or why? No, no, I could care less. Because you know what it is? Huh. It's squiggly lines on a piece of paper. Right. Okay. And not to be harsh. And I love those boys. But really... It's not their best work. No. Let's, there are there better days ahead? Let's hope for that, right? Okay. This is weird. Can't sleep? <laughs> this is only a life hack would say this. Can't sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited already. <laughs> I mean, who's even going to do this? Can't sleep? Try a relaxing soak with lavender bath oil before bed. Get out of here. Oh. <laughs> hey, hon, where's the lavender? Where's the lavender bath oil? I hear the guffaws down the hall. <laughs> no one. You know, think of, think of bath of my kids' drawings first. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Lavender bath oil before you go to bed. <laughs> Gonna do that. If possible, take the stairs. Okay. All right. That's good. That's fine. All right. Yeah. Eat meat once a week, ideally less. I know that okay. that's true. true. I mean, seriously. Okay. I'm, but I mean, you know, some people eat meat three times a day. Right. Right. <laughs> At least I'm not doing that. <laughs> At least I'm not bad. <laughs> At least I'm not like bad. Like those bad. people. <laughs> okay. Eat salted butter. Oh. Life's too short for unsalted. Always. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And you know, when they call for unsalted butter in a recipe. Mm-hmm. And you put salt in at the end of the recipe. I, I feel like, just live large. Go for both salt. Please do. Add salt and then put the salt in the butter. I never had butter until I was, uh, you know, on my own. Like, you know. Yeah, because you had margarine. Or yeah. So yeah. we ate was margarine. margarine. Margarine is worse for oh, you than butter, uh, I think. I see margarine now. I just feel bad about I myself. I know. The imperial box. Sorry. But everybody loves it. Sorry. 
<laughs> my apologies. Take a lavender bath. You'll feel better. Okay. <laughs> Here's a life hack. Yeah. Instead of buying new shoes, get old ones resold and buy new laces. I mean, if, if you have good shoes, shoes. Yeah. But what if you don't have good shoes? Then that's a total waste. Yeah. Buy a pair of good shoes. For guys, that's more applicable, I think. Because men tend to buy, you know, men's shoes tend to be longer lasting. Dress shoes. Mm -hmm. When's the last time? I I can't tell you the last time I bought a pair of dress shoes. Well, uh, let me see. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I I bought dress shoes. I mean, COVID kind of crushed it. Yeah, COVID really did crush it. I just Mm -hmm. bought a pair on eBay yesterday. A pair of shoes on Uh, eBay? uh Somebody else's shoes? You bought used shoes? Yes. On eBay? It's not the first time. Mm, what if they died in this? Oh, which... Don't do that. Uh, that's sad. The, why do I wouldn't you go do, there? Would, why would you go there? It's the first thing you're going to oh, think that of. That was not the first thing. Hey, it, my I aunt, would, that wouldn't even I be would. like number 20th on the what? list of the things I would think of. Hey, Aunt Henrietta died. Sell her shoes on eBay. <laughs> oh, Kathy. <laughs> she'll buy them. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Plus, what... What are they a little? Uh, I don't know. I'm not even. Never mind. I'm not even telling you which ones they are. <laughs> Good. Well, I'll keep an eye out for them. I bet I'll spot them. I will. I bet you will. There'll be like a little piece of hair on them or something. <laughs> I will. Mm-hmm. Learn how to floss properly. I'm into that, huh? Yeah, I'm not a good flosser. Eh, you know, it's okay. Okay. As long as you don't I'm get cheap. I'm a good sheen. brusher. Oh, good. Then fine. Yeah. But I'm you not know, a great flosser. Do you, do you do this? Like, you know, oh, I'm going to go to the dentist, and all of a sudden, you like, you know, oh, yeah. click into flossing gear. Exactly. And all of a sudden, like, you're like a bloody mess. Right. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> right. Like, you're going to trick them. <laughs> exactly. Because you know, as soon as they start to floss. <laughs> right. They're like, boy, look at this idiot. He started a, flossing yesterday at noon. Right. We need a tourniquet over here in this office. <laughs> this new flosser. <laughs> the new yeah. flosser's working real well. Ridiculous. Oh, buy a newspaper. I'm into that. Okay. No, newspaper. Yeah, I know. It's hard to find. Go to bed earlier and don't take your phone with you. I'm the worst person. Oh, I'm me. I'm Last all about night, that. I was, it was at one fifteen in the morning. I was still doing what? stuff. What? Yep. I, I never, can't stand up straight at one fifteen anymore. Go to, I hate going to bed early. I feel like I'm I wish giving I could. up on the day. There's so much to do. Mm. I don't want to give up on the day. Nope. I'm looking at my clock. Oh, it's it's 9.30. Oh, I'm, <laughs> the golden hour <laughs> is upon us. I feel good about it. Golden the golden hour. hour is coming. The golden hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Drop God. your shoulders. That's a life yep. hack? Yep. Drop them? I do that all the time. What do you mean drop I them? try because my posture is naturally oh. so terrible. Is it? Yes. I have a good friend, Susan, who's a physical therapist who says, Kathy, drop your shoulders. Drop your shoulders. All right. Sing. It's a life hack. Okay. Sing. All right. Uh, always, use, always use freshly ground pepper. Well, yeah, I like freshly yeah, ground. You have, a little, you have a little pepper thing there? Yeah. All right. Keep your keys in the same place. Always. always. Oh, Otherwise, you're screwed. You've got the worst feeling in the oh, world. Oh, my gosh. Where's my keys? Me? I mean, you know. Right. I was like 35 till I learned Terrible. that. Uh, I don't know if that's any good. Okay. okay that's enough. Done. That's enough of the life hacks. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Coming up next, we have a couple celebrity birthdays for John. Oh. Also, this day in history. Interesting one coming up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tuesday edition. Right on. My dad is one of my favorite people of all time. Sometimes my eyes feel rolly when he's giving advice, but I've learned more from dad than anyone. Like how saving a few pennies here and there can often be a big deal down the road. One of my favorite dad lessons was, if you're staying at a hotel and you can't see your car from your window, you probably pay too much. 
It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and the mountaintop of my job is when we get to save good people, like Word FM listeners, some life-changing pennies. It's why we're so proud to have our direct lender advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Our company uses its own money within its own walls, and there's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on new home purchases or refinances. If you'd like to chat, you could find me and dad at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at SecklerLawFirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Lay the Word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. This day in history. Oh, no, we're going to do celebrity birthdays first. Right, so the first celebrity who has a birthday today is Donald Trump. Oh, happy birthday to the president. Um, how old do you think the former president is, John? Uh, I would say, uh, I think I used to, well, he is 70, uh, 77. He's 76? Trombones. Very nice. Very That's nice. Very good. Happy birthday. And this next man also has a birthday, Christy. Mm-hmm. Is that Marcel Marceau? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's coming. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. I know this guy. Oh, boy. This is a... Do you know this song, Christy? What? This is a horrible song. Like, if you think... If you just Come take on, a step back, more? remove yourself from your... It's just a bad song. The whole body of work. Is that come? What's the, what's the other song? Come on, come on. That's this, what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so boy, George's birthday. Wait, wait, wait. Let me hear. I want to hear the. Let me hear the hook. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. 
we this go. This is helping Christie's migraine. Sorry, Christy. Here we go. Have you I, ever heard this? I, I have heard yeah. this song. This is a big hit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a big hit. Okay, uh, Boy George, uh, he's getting up there too. Not aging well. Uh, sorry, uh, he's 60. He's 61. Hey, very good. Very, very good. Excellent. Very nice. Okay, also, and Chris, you can get ready with the next one here. Uh, this day in history, mm-hmm. um, this song was first recorded. Yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. In the Guinness Book of World Records, yesterday is the most covered pop song of all time. There are now estimated to be more than 3,000 recorded versions of this song. Really? Which is really something. It's a beautiful song. It really is. I have to, you know, I'm not a Beatles fan. It's a shame. It's a beautiful song. Of course it is. It really is a beautiful song. So what year do you think this was recorded? Um, 1967. 65. Oh, 65. Still. Very early. I mean, look. Still an impressive, impressively close. Mm-hmm. That's a gorgeous song. How can you not like the Beatles? I, I mean, don't like the Beatles. crazy to me. I like their songs when they're recorded me. by other people. I, just, I don't like the sound of the band. Oh, I just don't. That's really sad. Yeah, I know. You're missing so much. Yeah, I'm sure I am. I'm just saying. That's how I Wear your bike helmet okay. and take a bath this evening in mm-hmm. lavender bath oil beads <laughs> and you'll feel better. <laughs> you heard it here on the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.